Welcome Home, a podcast for veterans about veterans by veterans, is a project of Willing Warriors and the Warrior Retreat at Bull Run. Good morning. I'm your host, Larry Zilliax, Director of Culinary Services here at the Warrior Retreat at Bull Run. And for today's episode, our guest is Gabe Delarosa, and he's with Mighty Oaks, a faith-based counseling organization out of Texas, I believe. Yes. Yeah. So um, we're, we're really excited to have them. They are here at the Warrior Retreat this week with a group of veterans that are undergoing um, counseling, and uh, we're really excited to have them. Uh, so welcome, Gabe. Welcome. Thank you. Glad to be here. Yeah. Um, if you could take a minute or two to tell us a little bit about yourself, your background, and how you got involved with Mighty Oaks. Sure. Um, well, I am a former Marine, retired Marine, uh, came in in 97, got out in 2017. Uh, like most other Marines during the time that we were in, there was a lot of conflict going on. There was uh, obviously 9-11 hit and deployments became uh, pretty regularly for a lot of us. So after uh, nine deployments you know, of either Iraq or Afghanistan, wow. things got a little little mess up in my, my own mind. So every time I would come home, things would change, but I wasn't noticing it. By the time I hit my 19th year, I was at a point where I was having panic attacks. I was having anxiety attacks and wasn't sure what they were. I thought it was, I had a lot of stress in my, in my life. So I thought it was just stress induced. So just like any other Marine, I'd go or run, I'd go work out or I'd yell at Marines. I usually make me feel better. Right. And, uh, so with that, things were still going out of control in my house. I was spiraling out of control. Um, really hadn't, uh, wasn't attached to drinking a whole lot. Uh, I was, I was very career oriented and that's what always came first, which is sad to a lot of us because we tend to focus on what the mission is at hand and we forget about the family at home, right? We put them in the back burner. Mm-hmm. So my wife gave me an ultimatum uh, after my last deployment in 2015. And she said, you need to go get some help. Because if you don't get any help, then I will be leaving you. Um, at that point, my my wife was ready to, to divorce me. My kids hated me. And I was now working out of the Wounded Warriors Battalion. I spent my last seven months uh, trying to get some help. And that was a place that they recommended for me. And it was kind of, kind of felt kind of awkward because the guys that were at the Wounded Warriors Battalion in Campus U, North Carolina, they were uh, guys that got you know, amputees, mm-hmm. they were blown up, uh, shot. Or physical injuries. Physical injuries. And I was completely, you know, attached, even though I had a lot of the same uh, incidents they had. I was just fortunate not to, you know, lose a limb. Mm-hmm. Um, but my mental uh, state was deteriorating really bad. So my time at the Wounded Wars Town was seven months. I got there in October of 2015. So January 26th. Between those those two periods of time, I became a full blown alcoholic because I was no longer in charge of Marines. I was not in charge of anything. I was in charge of me, and that was a big. Especially after doing this for as long as I had, um, didn't know how to transition to not having to deal with, you know, a lot of things, except myself. So very easily for me to dip into drinking, and kind of drink my sorrows away. It was kind of the situation I was in. Began. Hiding began lying to my wife and just doing everything I can to on the outside. I was looking good, but in the inside, I was just, I was falling apart and I could see myself spiraling out of control. So 
after my last drink of January 25th of 2016, um, there was an organization that came down to the Wounded Warriors Battalion. And one of them, there was 58 charitable organizations. Let me start uh, that again. They were going to come there and they were going to present things to the Wounded Warriors there. There was a lot of really good organizations there. They were going to take you uh, fishing. They were going to take you golfing. They wanted to give back to the veterans because of, you know, they love veterans, right? They love Americans. Mm-hmm. Um, and everybody had two minutes to give their little spill of what they were going to offer them. And they were tr- they were trying to cram things in in two minutes, and nobody could get it done. Mm-hmm. And then there was this man that went up there, and his name is John Fulberg, and I'm sure you remember him. Yes. And he was dressed in, you know, a Mighty Oaks polo shirt and some 5'11 trousers. And he went up there, and he didn't take two minutes. It mm-hmm. took like 20 seconds. He says, my name is John Fulberg. I work with Mighty Oaks. And if everything that you've done to this point hasn't worked, why don't you try something different? And and it was like a mic drop. And he walked away. And I was like, that's what I need. And I saw him afterwards, talked to him, explained to me what Mighty Oaks was. He said it's a faith-based uh, organization. And at that point, I thought I was a godly man, but I wasn't because even though I professed to be a Christian, I wasn't practicing. And I told him, I said, I need, I need this in my life. I need, how do I sign up? So... Two weeks later, I'm right here at this venue in uh, Virginia. Mm-hmm. Um, that the, well, it was just this one building, right? Mm-hmm. And in this, where we used to give uh, the classes down here, and five days out of my life, and it seemed like the people that were giving the class, the instructors, were talking about me, like their experiences, their issues with drinking, their issues with their marriage, their issues with deployments, everything that they were talking about. Like somebody called my wife and asked them, give me everything you know of what you can tell me about Gabe. Because we're going to talk about Gabe. But no, they were talking about them. And I soon realized that we all had something in common. And what Mighty Oaks did for that one week to me was give me a, a new direction in life, right? So they didn't they didn't save me, right? Mighty Oaks didn't save my life. People asked me, how people that knew me back then to where they know me now, they said, how did Mighty Oaks save your life? Because they remember how terrible I was and the difference that I am now. And I said, Mighty Oaks didn't save my life. What Mighty Oaks did is they, they introduced me to all this knowledge. They gave me all the tools that I needed, and then they showed me a different direction to walk. And then it was up to me to take that first step in the direction that I needed to walk, or I could keep doing what I was doing, all the sinful things that I was doing. I was drinking. I was lying. I was just doing terrible things, or I could take this different route and be the man that God intended me to be. Mm-hmm. So I chose to take this route. So mm-hmm. a little bit later, I was... Uh, contacted by John again, and he asked me if I wanted to come back to be one of the team leaders. So came back through the process to be a team leader. Uh, by the end of 2016, I was now working for Mighty Oaks. Mm-hmm. And here I am now, oh. you know, several years later. Yeah, right. Where it all started. Where it all started, yeah. Wow. Great. Um, so tell us a little bit about Mighty Oaks. Um, I know it was founded by Chad Robichaud, who's a combat veteran himself. Yes. Um, but uh, I, our listeners are probably fascinated by uh, how, what this organization is really about and how it works. Okay. So like you said, Chad Robichaud was a uh, recon Marine uh, out of California, first recon. Um, And he was not only that, he had done a few other things in his life, right? So he, he had become a recon Marine. Before that, he was a cop. Uh, When he was a cop, he had a few incidents that uh, wasn't what he needed, right? Some uh, issues with uh, some situations with uh, uh, some domestic disputes. And so he's like, you know what? I don't need this. I'm going to go be a Marine. 
right? So he joined the Marine Corps, became one of our reconnaissance Marines, uh, deployed to Afghanistan for, I believe it was eight consecutive times, eight years. Um, and just like everybody else, every time he came back home, something was different. Everything was changing, right? Your family started deteriorating. And we don't notice it because we're so focused on what we have to do next. Mm -hmm. But our families, our kids, I mean, they, they, they see it. And you're a different person every time we come back. And that's what was happening to him. So finally, when he decided that he couldn't play with the Marines anymore because he was diagnosed with PTSD, mm-hmm. they were that you can't deploy with the uh, recon Marines anymore. So he decided to get out. <clears throat> so when he got out, uh, he didn't know what he was going to do. Um, so he, his wife, Kathy, told him, why don't you get into jujitsu? Get your mind off it. Get on the mat. Do some jujitsu. You've been doing this. This, this is a passion for you. So he had been doing it since he was a child. Start, uh, he opened up a, a, a uh, dojo, and he had over a 1,000 students at one time. And he says that every time he got on that mat, if he was thinking about Afghanistan and his experiences, his buddy would choke him out, right, because he wasn't focused. <laughs> so it helped him stay focused. So with that, he became very successful. He started fighting in MMA afterwards. Uh, did I think it was in Showtime, Bellator. Um, along with success comes a lot of sinful things, right? So there's um, women gets involved, right? Uh, he's not paying attention to his family. So even though he was very successful doing that, he was, again, leaving his family behind like we do when, you know, when we deploy. Mm-hmm. So he had... A point where his wife and him came and said, we're done. They got divorced, sold the house. Um, actually, I don't think they got divorced. I think they got separated, sold the house, devastated the kids. And he he needed to he needed to change something in his life. So he decided that his wife was going to church. She, he asked her, like, hey, help me out. How, how can find somebody at church that can help me fix what I've got broken? Um, so he was introduced to a man from uh, her church, Steve Toth, and he walked him through this biblical walk for a, a year, uh, showing him what the gospel is, helping him find the answers he needed. And it, all these things that he had, the PTSD, the stress, it all just went away. Once he surrendered, he gave his life over to Christ. Mm-hmm. So shortly after that, him and his wife, you know, their marriage was restored, their their family was restored, and only, only God can do that, Right. So that was a good time for him. He's like, why do you have to work for me? He goes, we got to share this with the world. Mm-hmm. So that's when they decided to open up a, a nonprofit organization that they would fly veterans from all over the country to a venue so they could sit and just share their experiences. So for us in Mighty Oaks, none of us are, we're not licensed therapists or counselors, but it's so much easier for one veteran to talk to another veteran, mm-hmm. not because we don't care about what the doctor's saying. Mm-hmm. It's just they don't understand what we're talking about sometimes. So I have a better understanding when I'm talking to a, a, another veteran than I do with a doctor that's got a seven-year seven year degree up on the wall. So when these guys come here, it's a peer-to-peer um, counseling that we do. Mm-hmm. We share their our experiences with them. We share where we were at, the bad, so we share our testimonies with them. There is complete transparency. We show them what it's like to be raw, uh, sometimes as men, especially military men, that for so long— we like to look really good on the outside. So we don't tell anybody when we're hurt. Mm-hmm. We don't tell anybody when we're stressed, when we're dealing with it, you know issues. If you would have looked at me, you would have seen the perfect Marine. Looks good in uniform, performs real good, got a lot of attaboys. But if you would have looked inside me, I was falling apart. I was a, a dumpster fire. Mm-hmm. Um, so we relate in that form with these guys. So the curriculum that was developed for Mighty Oaks 
um, went through a lot of uh, a lot of trial and error. Mm-hmm. But now that we have it, it, everything that we teach these guys, it's backed up by scripture. So it's not what Gabe's teaching out there. It's not what Chad's teaching one of the other instructors. It's what we're showing them based off of what the gospel tells us. So mm-hmm. the, for us, Mighty Oaks, we try to show these guys what a biblical biblical excuse me biblical blueprint of what a man is supposed to be. So it doesn't mean that we weren't men before, mm-hmm. right? But sometimes we lose our path, and God shows us what our path is supposed to be, what it's like to be a good husband, what it's like to be a good man, a good leader of our community, mm-hmm. not to be somebody that's doing the wrong things at all times. And sometimes we use these crutches, drinking, um, pornography. Whatever sin that that they're filling that hole in their heart, mm-hmm. we show them what the Bible tells us, and that's where we make the connection with these guys. Um, we're not here to make Christians; that's not our job. That's up to Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, we're here to present the gospel to the men that come here. We hear them. We're very empathetic with them. We share our testimonies with them, so they so they see like I did with the first day I came to Mighty Oaks. They're not alone. They're not the they're not the only one struggling with it. Sure. And too many times these guys don't like going to the doctors. They don't like getting help. And they feel like they're the only ones dealing with that. Mm-hmm. When then we start opening up to them, they're like, Wow, I'm not the only guy. And they're more apt to listen and to pay attention to what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Five days doesn't seem like a long time. As a matter of fact, we counted it up one day. It's like three and a half days. You got travel day on the first day, mm-hmm. travel day graduation on Friday. Saturday we're driving to the airport. Yep. So we only get them for three and a half days. I wish we had them for 30 days. Yeah. Three and a half days, and we pour into these guys. And the miracle that we see at the end of the week, mm-hmm. we can't do that. We're not smart enough to put this together. Yeah. This is all God's. It's God's a very doing. obvious change, a transition. Yeah, you've and you've seen it. Yeah, yeah. And you see the guys when they come here, they're all yeah. like mean-mugging each other. Yeah. They're very, you know, Quiet. introvert. They're, yeah. Not By the end of the week, the they're high-fiving. Everybody's like, yeah. man, they're, they're, they're family. So Mighty Oaks is how old? Uh, it started out in 2012. Okay. So yes. been around for a while. A little bit. Yep. How many uh, uh, veterans have gone through, do you think? Roughly? We got about 4,500. Okay. So 4,500 guys have gone through our program. That's guys and girls. We have the woman's session, and we also have first responders that go through our program. Okay. What's your op tempo like? You're doing uh, three. I know you're doing three training sessions with us a year. Right. But and then there's a there's an Ohio. Is there a middle Midwest? So we got we have the venue here in Virginia that right. we uh, that we that you guys host for us. Uh, we have Ohio, um, right out of Cumberland, right by Columbus. We have two in Texas, and then we have our flagship in California. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And um, so it, it it the the female warriors are they are they. Uh, Soldiers or caregivers or who? Both. Both. So for a man to go through one of our programs, they either got to be a veteran. Right. A first responder. Okay. That's it. A woman, or the women's program, I'm sorry, they they can either be a veteran or they can be a dependent or spouse. Mm -hmm. Okay. Or first responder. Okay. So when when we have our sessions for the men, we have the veterans and then we have the first sponsors separate. Okay. Um, And it's not because... We don't want them to be mixed together, but it's it's almost a lingo. You know, the way we talk to each other, mm-hmm. the veterans are a lot different from the first responders. Sure. There's a there's a different dichotomy on the way they treat each other. And it's it's amazing. I've done both of them. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, I think I think the first responders are awesome. I, I enjoy 
talking to these guys because the veterans are veterans for a reason, right? They're not going back to work. Sometimes we get active duty guys. Mm -hmm. The first responders, we have them for a week. They pour their hearts out. And, man, the changes they have, and then they have to go back to work on Monday. Mm -hmm. And they're yeah. still doing it. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Um, how does uh, a veteran uh, get in touch with Mighty Oaks? If they if they're interested in approach, sure. Um, well, they usually it's uh, maybe word of mouth the way you know Chad goes around and promotes Mighty Oak across the country. Um, if somebody wants to come to one of our programs, all they have to do is get on our website. Okay. Website they they log in uh, log in an application or fill out an application and send it. From the moment they hit send on the application, within seventy two hours, they have somebody calling them about. Well, when's the best time for you to come here? Mm -hmm. We see the choices that you want, the dates that you want. Um, you'll have an itinerary. So within 72 hours, everything's set up for these guys. Mm -hmm. So our admin or headquarters side of the house, the ones that do all the administration, the flights and all that, man, they work really, really hard. So they do within three days, man, we have guys set up for a session. And sometimes people back out. Mm -hmm. And that's okay because we'll continue to contact these guys. Mm -hmm. And then we're like, all right, for example, we had a guy that was supposed to be here this week. He called me this weekend, uh, and he had a personal issue that came up that he could not be here. So I said, "That's okay. Mm -hmm. All right, you still want to come here?" He's like, "Absolutely. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna have you talk to our guy that does the scheduling. He'll give you a call on that that evening. This was on Saturday. Mm -hmm. That evening, he called him and he's like, "Hey, Gabe. He just called me. He's like, I'm set up for Ohio in this month. So we don't we don't just stop there." We we don't we don't make money because we get guys that come through here. We do this because we were broken at one time, and we want to help as many guys, especially when we have twenty two service members. You know, making that last decision, mm -hmm. and uh, mm -hmm. it's a lot better if we can just keep reaching out to these guys and sharing the gospel. Sure, yeah. And it's is it mightyoaks.org? Mightyoaks.org. Yep. Okay. It's right. mightyoaksprograms.org. I apologize. Okay. And um, to be clear. They don't have to wait for uh, a training session that's near them. No. Nope. No, they just need to contact you. And then if th they'll be slotted for as soon as available, yes. wherever that is in the country, and you guys will help them with, with transportation. Correct. So as soon as they, regardless of where they're at, like mm -hmm. you said, um, we'll make sure that they have a plane ticket. Sometimes guys that are, We'll jump in front of the. We'll put them in front of the line that might be in dire need. Mm -hmm. Now there's there's a judgment on that. Like somebody might that just maybe attempted suicide. Mm -hmm. We're going to put him in the front of the line. We're going to get him to a session as soon as possible. Mm -hmm. So if he's on the East Coast and the only one that's available in two weeks is on the West Coast, we're going to fly him all the way to California. So what Mighty Oaks through our donations because we don't take anything but the donations from good you know good people, uh, pay for all that. So we'll plane ticket gets bought, he lands. At the airport, we pick him up at the airport, spends a week with us, and we take him back to the airport. Mm -hmm. All he has to do is make it to the airport where he's at. Yeah. And and again, uh, there's no cost to them. Zero cost. Okay, good. Good. Um, where do you see Mighty Oaks in five years? Well, we are, we're, like I said, we had 4,500 guys that have gone through our program since. Last year, we did just over 700 this year, the goal is to try to get at least a thousand guys through this program. Mm -hmm. um, I know sometimes the venues; it depends on the schedule with the venues. Uh, so that's above my, you know, logistical capacity to do because that's not my job. <laughs> uh, 
But like right now, we're doing 35 sessions a year in different locations. So 35 programs in one of the five venues that we have. Mm-hmm. We're going to try to bring that up to 30 to 40. Great. And if we can do that, then we can help more people. Yeah. And right now, we're also involved with international uh, where we have some of our guys are going over overseas to help out and plant, uh, how would I say, share the gospel mm-hmm. with different countries. Right now we're doing it in Poland mm-hmm. for the guys that are coming out of Ukraine. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the refugees, have you you know, it, the wives and the kids that are, had to move out of there. We send guys out there and they, they're sharing the gospel with as many people as they can. Mm-hmm. And for somebody who attends, uh, their association with Mighty Oaks doesn't end when the course is over, right? No. So what we have, we have an aftercare uh, management program. So once they come through the program, they're going to be contacted pretty regularly for at least six months. So the team leader that's, that they fell under, the, the guy that was in part of their team, he's going to be contacted just to see how he's doing. What, what are your needs? What can, what can I pray for you? Uh, the mentor, which is the only actual biblical person that's actually certified counselor that we have, if you say, uh, he he will stay in contact with them for six months. That's that's where a limit is, right? That's where we, but it really isn't. Mm-hmm. We say six months, but I got guys calling me, texting me, emailing me sure. years. It's like family. Oh, yeah. So we stay in contact. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have needs uh, that, or they have needs that maybe they just need some prayers. Um, and we'll, or they know somebody that needs a program. How can I get this guy in my program? Sure. And uh, so there's a lot of, we stay in contact with these guys a lot. Some guy might have lost their Bible. They need a new Bible. We'll send them a Bible. Mm-hmm. So we want to make sure they stay engaged in what they learned here. Mm-hmm. Uh, the four B's is mm-hmm. what our staple is. So the four B's for us is going to be be in prayer, be in the word, be in fellowship, go to church, and then be in contact. That's very important because a lot of guys forget to be in contact. They like to isolate. Mm-hmm. What happens when you isolate? Self-medicate. Yep, self-medication. Start to do all sorts of stuff. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Um, how did COVID, COVID impact you? Well, I think COVID impacted everybody really weird. So <laughs> we were actually, actually I was here uh, when I think we did our first session of the year, March, when they they said it was mm-hmm. COVID, right? And we had just done a session in Texas where a lot of us got sick. Then I came here. We didn't know what COVID was yet. Right. And it affected everybody, you know, differently, obviously. But for Mighty Oaks, as for us to be able to do sessions, we couldn't meet up anymore because of the lockdowns and all that. Yeah. There was people that were scheduled. So we tried doing online uh, sessions kind with like Zoom, Zoom yeah. with like 20 people. And it was it was rough. It was it was tough because sometimes uh, you need that you need that contact sure. you need to be able to hug somebody if they they break down crying it was it was it was challenging we did about I want to say three or four of those sessions we did that way and then after the lockdown was declared over where you know we could move with a lot of restrictions obviously mm-hmm. then we did our best to try to bring as many guys as we could to the program whatever whatever each state deemed it was okay for us to have as many people yeah. Great. Yeah. Yeah. I know it, it, it didn't, we were closed for three or four months really. Yeah. And it took a lot to get the commands to trust us to send warriors back. Here. Sure. Uh, we had to develop whole new cleaning protocols and safety protocols and 
all sorts of stuff. So I know how hard it was for everybody, for sure. Um, so as we wrap up, what's the one thing you want to leave listeners with to know about Mighty Oak? Well, I think uh, there's, a, there's like I said, there's a lot of good programs out there. I'm not taking anything away from any programs. Um, but sometimes what we like to, when I talk to the guys, especially when they come in Monday when they're a little nervous, uh, sometimes they're scared and they don't know what to expect. Um, we tell them we're, we're not a we're not a hug event program. Um, we're going to poke you in the chest, mm-hmm. and we want to we want them to understand that when you come to our program, we're going to get down and dirty. We're going to be in the trenches with you guys. You know you're going to know who I am because I'm going to share my testimony with you, and we want you to be as transparent as we get because if we don't open up and share what's going on with us with other people, it's just going to fester. Mm-hmm. Right? So what I want uh, people to know that it's okay to come to one of these programs. It's okay to come to a faith-based organization because we're not here. We're not Bible thumpers, but we're, we're going to share the gospel. With and you. nobody's died from it yet. Either. And nobody's died from it yet. <laughs> right. So we're, uh, we're going to sit here and just share the gospel with you and just share the joy that we have. Mm-hmm. And we're going to, because we weren't, we weren't really good people before we came to Mighty Oaks. <laughs> a lot of us were, I know I wasn't. Um, and you, you'll see where we're at now. And uh, we, we just want guys to, they're not alone. They're not the only ones dealing with this stuff. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be at home. You don't have to isolate. Make contact with other people. And yeah. what a best, if anything, I tell these guys, if anything, why don't you come here? You're going to meet other veterans. You're going to have a good time. You're going to get fat because we eat good in all the venues that we go to. And then you go home. Yeah. Or you can come here and do all that stuff and learn something. Mm-hmm. And that's uh, hopefully the, the prayer and the hope that we have that guys actually take that step. Mm-hmm. A lot of guys sign up, they uh, don't make that step, and then they back out. That's okay. We're going to keep contacting. We want them to come. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you so much for taking uh, the time to sit down with us and, and tell us all about Mighty Oaks. I know you guys have been here for four or five years now. Yes. Well, yeah. I, came, I came here in 2016. Oh, wow. Yeah, so it's even longer. Yeah, because I remember you were out there cooking for us. <laughs> so um, it's a fantastic program, and I really encourage anybody listening, uh, if you think it's for you, um, go on the webpage and sign up, put your information in, and let them contact you and and decide for yourself. Or if you have a family member or a friend that you think could benefit from them, uh, you know, shoot them a link to the webpage. Yes. And and let's see, you try to get as many people signed up as possible. Um, and, uh, you know, again, thank you so much for joining. Absolutely. All right. Enjoyed it. Well, uh, thanks for listening. And uh, we'll, we'll be back with the new episode in uh, two weeks. The Welcome Home Podcast is brought to you by Willing Warriors, a nonprofit organization serving active duty service members and veterans since 2012. To learn more, please visit our webpage at willingwarriors.org.